0: Welcome to the Boston Society of the New Jerusalem's Church on the Hill podcast. If you like it, consider joining us at 140 Bowdoin Street in Boston for more, or visit us on the web at churchonthehillboston.org. Good morning. Good morning. What... What would Paul say? What would Paul say if he were to come down to Boston today? What would he say if he were to walk our streets? Now, it says at the beginning of the reading that Paul came to look at what people worshipped. Now, we need to be clear. The, the concept of worship, I, I think, is a little different over time. Worship, the root of it just means worthiness or acknowledgement of worth. If you were to go over to England, you would hear mayors being called worshipful or judges being called worshipful. If you're in the United States and you go to certain men's club, you'll hear the term worshipful as well. And it's using the English terminology just means acknowledgement of worth now we oftentimes mean worship is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration and deity but that core concept of worth is present what are the things of worth to you this is probably what Paul was really asking he was not asking just simply what are the things that you worship What do you value? What has worth? What did Paul see? He was looking at statues and things that he thought were empty. He was looking at people who were not acting in a loving or good way. He looked at altars that no one really knew what they stood for. What would he see if he were to walk around Boston? Well, we can certainly, I don't know, if if an archaeologist came and looked at the city and looked at pictures, we would certainly probably say that we had some adoration to a deity named Sitko. (laughs) Right? Maybe there are these weird things of patriot heads plastered everywhere, Celtics. It used to be that you could actually tell what time it was and your location in a town because of the location of the church. You could hear the bell, you could see the steeple, and now the things that help us get around are the Prudential Center. Right, you know where you are. I get lost periodically in the park. Spin around trying to figure out which way I'm supposed to walk. What are the buildings that give me guidance? What would Paul see? What are the monuments that don't have names? What are the statues that don't have names? What would he see that we value? I'm assuming he would not just look at the statues and the monuments, but he would also look at the people. What are we doing with each other? What are we doing to each other? What are we embodying as our ruling love? And what are the things of truth that we express? We hear in our reading today that it is in God that we live and that we move. Now I'm guessing that a lot of people read this, and every once in a while I ask, do you get it? God, raise your hand if you get it. God is the reason you could raise your hand. God's also the reason if you didn't raise your hand. God is the reason that you have sensation. They're the reasons why you are feeling the pew on your bottom side. And why you can see the Bible with your eyes. Everything that we are doing is a gift from God. Existence itself. Now, oftentimes... I'm guessing that we look at life a little bit more about the things of what it is that we have. For Swedenborg, Swedenborg says truth exists to the end that good may flow in. For without vessels or receptacles, good finds no place. In other words, we need to create a place for God to flow through us. So here's the thing. I don't know how many of you are... I was taught in college, at least. Um, In order to take federal student loans, I don't know how many of you know, this this might only be about 10 years old. I don't know when this started. Okay, 20 years old. It was when I was in school. So that happens quickly. They started requiring a money class in order to take federal student loans. Because they wanted to make sure that the people who took loans from the government understood that loans meant you had to pay them back. Right? In there, in there, one of the things they talk about is about assets, growth, and lifelong portfolio because the colleges need to make you feel like it's really worth going to college. So they talk about how this actually was a good decision as you realize the amount of money you have to pay back because of your loan, which I can when they show the graph and say, when you pay this back in 10 years, your college education will be worth more money than you thought you would ever make, right? And they say, no, 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 it's good because it's all about growing. And so this is our attitude, I'm guessing. When we get money, here's a container, right? When we get money, what's our goal with money? That's right, it's to fill it, right? And ideally you get more and more and more, right? And it's, Actually it's just ones and stuff, it's not that much money. <laughs> and then what do you do? do well, some do. Some do. Some lock it up. Someone t- told me once actually, I don't get it. That, that person has so much money and yet they're so cheap. Well, guess what? The two go hand in hand. you got to value money, save money to become wealthy, and that makes you appear to be cheap. But so often, what do we do with our money? We lock it up. And let's say we do spend it. Right? We give it out to various people for what? Maybe for gifts. I'd look at my credit card if I were you and I'd ask where the money's going. Credit cards have little billing features, right? It goes to gas, it goes maybe, our money goes to rent. Um, The things that we spend our money on are not things that go anywhere for that much of a significant part of our lives. Most people who do not have very large jugs, very large containers of money, which we like to call stock market portfolios, tend to spend most of their money on things closer to subsistence. But what we do do is we try, right? We hope that we're going to lock it up. Well, here's the thing. In God, we live and we move. What if we were to lock up the gifts that we were given from God? And this is what I would argue that Paul is trying to get at in our scripture today, is that when we have unknowable gods, when we worship in unknowable ways, we lock up the gifts that God has given us. Because we are using our energy we use our effort to do things that only exist in this world. Things that disappear. Things that, how much can you remember of what you actually did yesterday? Some people probably can do better than I. I don't know how much, but I can't tell you what I did fully yesterday. I mean, if I sat down, I could work on it. But I'm going to go to like three weeks ago. What can you remember you did? It's lost for much of the things that we do in our life, the energy is lost. When we work on growth, when we acknowledge that there is something that we need because we're bottling up, something tremendous happens. Something that the Lord called humility. Something that we lack so often when we admit that we do not know everything, when we acknowledge that there is more for us to do, when we acknowledge that we do not know it all and we need to spend effort to grow spiritually, which is what the class this morning was about a little bit, when we spend the effort to say that we are not the end of creation, the container opens up. Our lives become richer when we are willing to learn. When we are willing to say, I don't have all the answers. When we are willing to say, I could do better. Because here's the thing, most of the time when I talk to people about various things, they get very defensive because they believe that they are good enough. They believe that they are loving enough. And you know what, they are. I'm I'm not gonna argue and complain. If one really values being good, you must practice it, you must work at it. You must do the things it takes to become a better person, and part of that is learning. As we learn, we change the container that God can enter. And if God is what lives and moves in us, if we can make us Bigger. that means God is bigger in our lives. I have another container. This here is pretty much meaningless in value, I'm guessing. You could not go and get a candy bar with it. In here are 356 or so quotes. 356 statements that have inspired people. 356 things that might have transformed a life, and yet there's no monetary value to it whatsoever. Maybe a dollar can transform a life, you can mount it on your wall and so forth, but I'm guessing the vast majority of us can get a dollar, mount it on the wall, and it's not going to mean that much to us. But what if you could just take one of these quotes about joyfulness and happiness and actually live it? What if you could take one of these home, and guess what I'm going to invite you to do? I'm going to invite you to take one home, read it, and maybe it doesn't matter where you're coming from, all that matters is where you are going for. Maybe this statement has the ability to transform your life because it will radiate from you. It radiated from these people who are mostly dead to, train, to change the world. Maybe this can change the container and help you understand the true value, the true worth of life is what God does for us and through us and to other people. It is not about money, it is not about things. What are the real gifts? What are the real truths that change our lives and make us better? We think it's money. The value of a quarter is 25 cents, unless you have eight, in which case it's a load of laundry. (laughs) The way we use our money matters. The purpose behind what we do matters. These quotes, are about the purpose behind our lives. If we can live lives with that much meaning, if we can live lives with that much purpose, then truly Paul would visit your heart and mind, and without question, he would know what you value. He would know what you revere and what you honor. He would know that God is there. You are invited today at the end of worship, I'll be at the back of the church, as you leave to come and get a quote and ask yourself whether or not this quote is a quote you needed to read, needed to know, needed to hear that God may flow through you more richly that you might help transform the world, amen. Thank you for listening to the Boston Society of the New Jerusalem's Church on the Hill podcast. If you liked what you hear, consider joining us at 140 Bowdoin Street, Boston, for more. Or visit us on the web at churchonthehillboston.org.